0: to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, that's 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online, com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Today we're talking about gut health and three things, three very easy tips from gut health that you can do right now. We talk a lot about gut health, gut health and immunity, And you always wonder why. Why would you want good gut health? Besides, you feel better when you have normal bowel movements. It's really interesting when we talk about gut, gut lining. So we're going to talk today about some of the impacts of gut bacteria on human health and disease. So like what does your gut have to do with your health? What does your gut health and your gut bacteria have to do with disease processes? We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then again, just three very easy, simple tips that you can add in to help improve your gut health now. So that is what today's about. Um, You know, what's really awesome is that we just got back from an advanced training seminar. So we were in Orlando as a team this past weekend. And it gave us the opportunity and ability to learn, right? Right. Like, I want continuing education for my whole entire team. Not just not just one person. Not just me. And half the time, my continuing education is just, ugh. It's not anything that, it's, uh, I want to say, like, I want to feel like it makes me a better doctor, but a lot of it's just liability, right? How do you become less of a liability as a doctor? That's what a lot of the standard training is about. Which is good, right? Like, I want to... I want to be less of a liability. It's good reminders from school about you know identifying cancer and disease processes through X-rays and you know it's all good stuff. But I can't walk away saying, "Gosh, I've learned so much to implement in my clinic to become a better doctor." And so it's been really amazing to be able—I was able to get up and speak and lead over 300 doctors this past weekend, um, just on how to better their clinic, what to do. And then I got the takeaway of all these super great doctors as well. So, you know, you always want to choose a doctor. Um, you know, the doctors that are in practice that said, I've always done this this way, which is good. You know, they obviously saw results at some point, which is why they want to keep doing it that way. I understand that. Though that being a point, there has to be some sort of mindset shift, Is that if that's what I want to call it, that allows you to say, hey, like I want to do more and better with the current research that we've had. But what I'll tell you with that, what comes with doing that is that oftentimes, it's a lot more work, right? And that's that's why people don't wanna do it because candidly, it's just a lot more work. So, But if you don't put in the work, you don't get out the results, it's just like anything. Oh, I don't wanna change the way I eat, and you're not gonna get the results. I don't wanna start working out, then you're probably not gonna get abs, right? So it's just one that, um, just as we say your health is a priority, for us to be your leader in that, we have to make sure that our brain continues to keep moving. So it's just a really great opportunity of you're like, hi, when you walk into our office, you're going to look around and say, goodness, this looks different. And the answer is, absolutely. And goodness, the results that we see are different. So that's, that's really our goal and our desire. It is different and the results that we see are different. And so inevitably our goal is to say, hi, your health is important and our knowledge base on health and healing and chiropractic and more specifically corrective chiropractic care is always the most important. So what do we do? So that's kind of where all of our thought process comes from when we look more so at our office at Greenwood family chiropractic. So today we're going to talk about gut health, why gut health matters, and then three simple tips that you can add in today to help improve gut health and why. But before that, we have some news.
0: Dr. Leanne, Health News. Some
1: studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess
0: with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government.
1: For today's Health in the News, manufacturers allow baby food contaminated with heavy metals to remain on shelves lawmakers say. (laughs) Uh, This resonates with me a little bit because I have three little kids. Um, Why it doesn't resonate with me, I'll tell you why, is that I've made a personal decision to make my own baby food. So, um, Gerber and Beech Nut fail to properly test and remove baby foods with dangerous levels of inorganic arsenic from the market, while sprout foods... Walmart Parent Choice and Plum Organic, formerly owned by Campbell, were lax in testing and controlling for heavy metals such as lead, mercury, and cadmium, according to U.S. congressional report released this past week by the House Subcommittee of Economic and Consumer Policy. They said today's report revealed that companies not only underreport the high levels of toxic content in their baby food, but also knowingly kept toxic products on the market. Uh, this is coming from the chair of the House Subcommittee of Economic and Consumer Policies, which conducted the investigation. Several baby food manufacturers. Um, this is from CNN contacted disagree with the subcommittee's assessment, and they say that the commit, they're committed to working closely with the FDA to address the issue. Arsenic and other heavy metals are natural elements found in soil, water, and air. Rice is the most common uh, ingredient while in baby cereal since it's submerged in water and especially good at absorbing inorganic arsenic, the most toxic form. Exposure to heavy metal in baby food became a growing concern for parents after Healthy Baby's Bright Future, a coalition of advocates committed to reducing babies' exposure to neurotoxic chemicals, tested 168 baby foods from major manufacturers in the U.S. The testing found 95%, 95% of sample baby food contained lead, 73% contained arsenic, 75% contained cadmium, and 32% contained mercury. One- fourth of baby foods contained all four heavy metals so the results mimicked a previous study from the fda that found one or more of the same metals in 33 of 39 babies food tested now even trace minerals so even trace minerals these contaminants can alter the developing brain and erode a child's iq said uh, Jane Houlihan, who's a research director for Healthy Babies Bright Futures. The impact adds up with each meal or snack the baby eats, especially when the levels are as high as Healthy Baby Bright Futures research in the subcommittee new report shows. Um, again, the, so what should make you mad about this, right? What should really get you upset is that these large companies... Failed to properly test. So we know it's a problem. It's been a problem in the future. We've been in trouble for the future. But you know what we're going to do now? Don't test it. Right? If we say we don't know the numbers, can we really be held liable? Answer, yes. And they also failed to remove them after knowing that this was in here. Both of those should get you mad that they said, hey, there's all of these super toxic super toxic brain eroding elements in our baby food and you know what you know what these big companies said brush under the rug let's hope no one sees it how long can we go they just i think the fact that they didn't test is negligent um so an earlier investigation back in February of 2021. The subcommittee looked at internal testing documents from four major baby food manufacturers, Gerber, Beech Nut, Nature Inc., which sells Happy Baby, and the Haynes Celeste Group, which sells Earth Best Organic Baby Food. The document showed some products contain levels of lead, mercury, cadmium, inorganic arsenic which were far above the limit set for bottled water by the FDA and the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, There's no safe level for lead in children, according to the EPA, in the U.S. CDC, Center for Disease Control. While there's no specific set for infant food, the EPA and FDA set an upper limit of two parts per billion of inorganic mercury in drinking water. And five parts per billion billion, for cadmium. In 2016, the FDA introduced a standard of 100 parts per billion for arsenic for infant cereal. Right. So think about that. We have two parts per billion for mercury, five parts per billion. They said, hey, we'll be lax. Here's 100 parts per billion. Uh, And they finalized that guidance in August of 2020. But that level is too high to protect baby's brain. A lot of people say, especially considering the agency had already set limits for bottled water for arsenic at 10 parts per billion. They said the FDA set a limit of 100 parts per billion because it was focused on the level of inorganic arsenic that would cause cancer. It disregarded the risk for neurological damage, which happens at a much lower level. But think about you have this most precious, your most precious commodity. And they say, no big deal. Um, in May of tw- 2021, the state of Alaska conducted an FDA funded analysis of beechnut and Gerber infant cereal and found multiple samples contained inorganic uh, arsenic, more than the FDA's 100 parts per billion. So, really, they said, Hey, here's your level. And you know what these companies said? Doesn't matter. We're going to do whatever we want, anyways. <laughs> uh, beechnut is concerned about the ability to consistently obtain rice flour well below FDA's guidance, right? Um, They said, so Beach Nut only recalled two of its six products that tested over the limits. They said, you know, we'll take back two. The rest of them, what do we do with it? It doesn't matter, right? Babies can't think properly. They don't develop right. It's not a problem. Moms are the ones that bought it, right? Dads are the ones that bought it. Um, Beechnut had taken a leadership role and is the first and only national brand to commit to being fully rice free brands across its portfolio. Gerber was even worse than Beechnut. It had two products test over 100 parts per billion limit and took no action to tell the public or get it off of the shelf. <sighs> so, right? Uh, plum, Plum Organic baby food, right? And as a parent, you think you're doing better because you're choosing organic? So plum organic baby food tested between 2017 and 2019 contained toxic levels of heavy metal that were greatly exceeding the safety limit. Plum finished product contained more than 225 parts per billion for arsenic. The majority of plum baby food also contained over 5 parts per billion of lead and nearly 40% exceed the 5 parts per billion of cadmium. Um, Walmart abandoned. In 2018, Walmart abandoned a standard in place since 2013 that set an internal uh, inorganic arsenic limit of 23 parts per billion. They said that, yeah, they'll they'll allow, they'll quadruple it, they'll allow 100. Walmart offered no justification for extreme course reverse on protecting babies' neurological development. Guys, these big companies don't care about your babies. They care if you buy it, Right. And so they say, yeah, we're working hard, you know, we're working hard with the FDA. So, um, so what, what do you do? What do you do? And I can tell you that I have been a working mom with multiple kids. Uh, I made all of my baby food for my second kid while my husband was deployed. So at that point I had a two-year-old, like fresh two-year-old. 24 months and a seven month old and you know what I still did I still made all of his baby food and it's really simple you know what baby food is it is pureed crushed up people food like big people food so let me give you an example I had a grass-fed roast that I made I made it with potatoes and carrots and onions and I had really awesome uh, beef bone broth cubes of garlic seasoned it well um and If you know anything about grass-fed, grass-finished beef, oftentimes it might cook a little bit different because it doesn't have the water content that other cuts of meat have. And so uh, I overcooked it like a lot. It was it was rough to get down the first time. So I'm like, well, we're not going to eat this. So you know what I did? I took all of that stuff and I put it in a food processor and my I made my little baby. I made them, you know, they're beef stew cubes. Put them in some silicone cube trays. Each one's about an ounce. Uh, I took some organic frozen green beans. I lightly steamed them. I added some good healthy fats for brain development. I added a, a sprinkle of sea salt that has all the trace minerals that's needed for brain development. I added in, um, what I don't remember which fat I added in. Oh, you know what the other thing is? I gave it some garlic powder. Why would you add garlic powder? Think about it. Why do kids have texture and taste issues? Have you ever actually taken a little taste of that? It's flavorless and it's literally like water. So every time I make more baby food, I make it thicker and thicker and thicker. Not so that they choke, but so that there's actual texture in these baby foods, right? You introduce this texture so the babies are like, oh, I've had texture, you know, um, what do I have on the docket? I just got some butternut squash. So I'm going to roast some butternut squash. And you know what I'm going to put? I'm going to put nutmeg. I'm going to put cumin. I'm going to put salt, right? I'm going to put all of those things. I'll probably use some coconut oil for that one. So there's good healthy fat for brain development. There's good benefits of um, spices that you can use. And there's taste. There's taste. And again, I do a big batch, right? So I'll probably take two or three butternut squash, cut them in half, roast them. I might do two blending, right? Because I can't fit all of those butternut squash in my food processor. I put it in the cubes. I freeze them. I pop the cubes out. I put them uh, in a storing container, like a silicone big bag that I keep all of my food in. And then when I need that food, I pop out a cube or two. I let it thaw. I warm it up in hot water in the sink. I just put a coffee mug in there. And that's how I warm up my baby food. And that's what we do. That's what we do. I basically make smoothies right so recently I did I had some blueberries that were about to go bad some strawberries and raspberries that were about to go bad. I threw them in the blender I did some coconut cream, some heavy organic coconut cream um, and I threw in some greens put them in a blender and I froze them right and I popped those out and that's what she has in the morning for breakfast. Right. So, like, this doesn't take a long time. I'm telling you, we have late nights, we have early mornings, we have weekends with what we do with our office. My husband is military and police. He is gone often. If you, if there's a will, there is a way. And it is simple. Take people food, grind it up into baby food. And you want to know what? Like, imagine if you could see the big vats that this was like made in, and you're like, what's the nutrient density that comes with that? I can tell you the orange that is my carrots. That I, you know, I get a huge bag of organic carrots from Costco. I peel the outsides of them, chop them up, I roast them, throw them in there. You know, you can add a bit of um, good healthy marrow or broth. Add that in there. You know, it's flavorful and it's healthy. And so that color orange versus the color orange that I see for carrots in the store. The other reason why kids love baby food from the store is because the first ingredient is typically a fruit. It's sweet, right? So of course you look at the sugar content in one of those packages because it's like apples, pears, bananas. Then it's green beans. So you're like, eh, you're not really getting. So I give my kids berries. I usually start that at like seven, seven and a half months. But we do strictly fr- uh, vegetables and meats. Their palate shouldn't be sweet when they're babies. And the other part says too is that you know. You know, rice is a grain and your body doesn't actually babies don't produce the amylase to break down grain until they have their molars. So why are we giving babies rice cereal? It's because what we always did, right? And we've always been sick as a nation. You figure like mental development, IQ, like these are important things. So you have to pick your head up and you've got to pay a little bit more attention, right? But the big takeaway from this is don't trust big companies with your health. Just very simple. So when we come back, we're going to talk about gut, the importance of health, what it has to do with overall disease processes, and more importantly, three simple ways to work on fixing it next.
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853. That's 317-893-2853. Or just check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You can schedule an appointment through there. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. Today we are talking about gut gut bacteria. This all started because a friend of mine, we were talking about gelatin. And um, I had asked her for some things that she was interested in health, and didn't know the exact answers to. And one of the things was, um, oh, man, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna give you one of the things gelatin. (laughs) But I'm gonna talk about the proper type of gelatin. Um, She said, why? Why is this? why is this so great for you, right? And I said, okay. And so that's where the store And so I'm like, okay, if I'm going to tell you about three things and why they're so important to help uh, improve your gut health, we should talk about why you should care about gut health. Because sometimes people say, if I'm just pooping normal, it's fine, right? And then two, you're like, what's normal? I asked, a- I asked someone and they said, what well, poop normal. I said, well, what frequency? They're like, what well, people? poop like once every other day. I'm like, that's not normal. They said, but it's my normal. I said, no. Nope. So gut bacteria plays an important role in human health um, for things such as supplying essential nutrients, synthesizing vitamin K, aiding in the digestion of cellulose, and promoting angiogenesis and enteric nerve function, right? Angiogenesis is the production of new blood cells. Dysbiosis of the gut bacteria community can cause many chronic diseases such as inflammatory bowel disease, obesity, cancer, autism. Now, mind you, let me tell you, um, because sometimes when we say autism, it's like a trigger word for people. But I will tell you, I am reading this from an article from the Internal Journal of Molecular Science. Um, this is published April of 2015. The article title is "Impact of Gut Bacteria on Human Health and Diseases." Right. Again, this was published in the internal, I'm sorry, International Journal of Molecular Science. So, this is one. If you want to look up, I can also post this to our Facebook page as well. So, when we talk about um, bacteria in your gut, this is so interesting. We don't really think about our gut until it goes wrong. And so the human gut, your gut, because you're human, um, has colonized 10 to the 14th degree. Do you Remember in school, like 10, and then you have like power of one, power of two, power of three. This is to 14. I'm pretty sure it equals trillions when it comes down to it, trillions, 40 trillion deep. So I don't want to type out all of those zeros. So they just have to the 14th power. It's just been a long time since I've seen that. It's a really big number. And they're all little critters in your gut. Some good, some bad, right? So this article goes on to talk about how you have gut mucosa. So it consists of linings, cells, um, mucus. And so we want to make sure that it is functioning properly. So they talk about in this the main gut bacteria. And I won't get too deep and heavy only because I don't want you to to, to stop listening. <laughs> when it gets too heavy when we go go through bifidobacteria and uh proteric bacteria right at least it's just it's boring so we've got like good bacteria and, and bad bacteria we're just going to talk about that but stomach acid is a, is a huge one stomach acid is where a lot of this starts right it's so when we say oh i've acid reflux so you take something that gets rid of it um but your gut resists pathogenic bacteria through two barriers, right? So there's two barriers that really could um, protect your gut. One is a mechanical barrier, and the other one is an immune barrier. So the mechanical barrier consists of a layer of cells and mucus and enterocytes. The other hand, there is a secreted uh, immunoglobin, IgA. People understand this a lot with more recently. um, All the Google made immunologists out there that talk about IgG and IgM, immunoglobins from sickness, right? Uh, But these are like lymphocytes, macrophages, neutrophils, natural killer cells, lymph nodes. It's all part of your immune barrier, right? And so both of these um, contribute to the integrity of your gut barrier. So your gut barrier is really, really important. We want to make sure that your gut is super healthy and strong it was kind of interesting since i've had a lot of little kids um infants fed with breast milk had a higher level of um probiotic bifidobacteria while um infants fed with formula had higher levels of other L um lactobacillus um Digestive tracts are a major function in terms of disease, right? So a study showed that mice-fed Western diet and low-fat diet display different structure of gut health, right? <laughs> and this is one where uh, the long and short of this study that you can go into it um, basically talks about they actually looked at fecal samples Of these people who are on long term diets, and they said um, the microbiome composition changed detectably within 24 hours of changing diets back. This is a 10 day study, controlled feeding study of uh, 10 subjects. Right? So you have the ability to actually change the diversity and the activity of your gut health. Right, so a lot of the things kind of that we'll talk about those three things. The reason why I have to talk about that is I want you to know more about the gut lining. So, if you damage that mucosa, so how do you, um, what are some external things that you may have done or are doing to damage that mucosal lining? Uh, Number one, diet, right? So, when we're eating more of that standard Western diet, You know, so it's full of processed food, um, nutrient deficient carbohydrates, um, super rancid oil, right? Like all the fast food stuff, Um, antibiotic usage. I see this a lot in pediatrics is that any sort of presentation into a pediatric office, regardless if they think it's a bacterial or viral infection, ends with an antibiotic. There's a time and a place, but I've talked about multiple research studies in that they are widely, widely overprescribed by the pediatric um, physician. Lifestyle, living environments, all of those There was a study actually that came out more recently um, that referenced, I mean, it was close to a hundred different research studies about how alcohol can have an effect on the microbiota and how it literally like shrivels up your brain. It's very, very interesting. Here was another really interesting um, aspect of this study is that they talked about dietary factors that could be harmful, such as dietary iron. Dietary iron from four to five cereals can actually change the gut bacteria composition. Um, luminal iron from cigarette smoking is another one that they found can damage uh, the gut lining. So if someone's listening and say, oh, I've had a patient a while back who said I'm so healthy. I juice every day. But they smoked like a pack and a half, two packs of cigarettes. And they were like, you, are you really healthy when you do that? So it talks about the difference, probiotics and prebiotics. But they talked about how increasing gut health um, can be used in treatment of uh, Hepatic encephalopathy, inflammatory bowel disease, infection, hypertension, hypertension, cancer, and atopic dermatitis in children, right? Like skin-related issues. Um they go on again to talk about that um gut bacteria and host live in a, a different type of manner. Other disease related to gut bacteria, inflammatory bowel disease, obesity, diabetes, liver disease, chronic heart disease, cancers, HIV, autism. All right? Um, they want inflammatory bowel disease, gut bacteria, and obesity. Gut bacteria and how it, and then this has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten studies. Ten studies just surely about the, the, um, the correlation between high Um, unstable dysbiosis and diabetes. Again, it talks about gut bacteria and liver disease. It talks about gut bacteria and chronic heart disease, gut bacteria and cancers, gut bacteria and HIV, since gut has to deal with immune system, um, gut bacteria and autism spectrum disorders. I'll post this on our our Facebook page. I do feel like it's very, very noteworthy when we're like, what does gut bacteria have to do with? And you say literally everything, literally everything like name one thing that that didn't cover and so when you're talking about making sure just not from like for me and my kids I'm always always working on how to increase gut health for my family and so there's a couple things that we have done to help increase with that gut health and I'll go more into depth on what those three things are next.
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Thanks for spending part of your time with us this morning. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, or check out our Facebook page, social media, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. (laughs) It's pretty simple across the board. Today, we talked about gut health, bacteria, you know, when we talk about three simple additions that you can have that would make a radical change in your gut health. We have to talk about, first and foremost, why you even care about your gut, which is what we just covered. Now, as well, let's talk about three things you can implement into your diet to help make those changes. Number one, I shared a little bit more beforehand, is gelatin. We'll mostly think about this as jello, right? Though that being said, most of what is in jello unfortunately uh, is not healthy we have flavor chemicals we have lots of sugar we have lots of um, preservative dyes right coal tar based dyes so we do gelatin in a different way which i'll explain how but first let's talk about gelatin so what is gelatin so gelatin is a type of protein that is made into a dried powder. It's created from isolating and dehydrating parts of animals, including skin, bones, and tissues, right? So people are like, oh no, might sound not as appetizing, but um, collagen itself is virtually colorless and tasteless. Uh, this is one of the reasons why it's used in food preparations for jellies, desserts, candies, because it acts as a sticky adhesive similar to like natural glue, um kind of interesting if you knew this or not but bone broth is actually a very rich source of naturally occurring gelatin which is why if you have really good quality broth when it gets cold you'll notice that it thickens up and becomes a bit more gelatinous right that's gelatin and that's also why bone broth has been such a you know all the rage um recently been saying, oh, it helps clear up food allergies or food intolerances, digestive issues, leaky gut, autoimmune. Well, gelatin provides amino acids like glycine that strengthen the gut lining and therefore lower inflammation. Glycine is also used to help improve digestive, cardiovascular, joint, cognitive, and skin health. So it's not uncommon that people have included higher amounts of gelatins but it's more specifically you know not our culture because we don't really eat the nose to tail approach when it comes to animals and so that's why the average person now tends to run low when we talk about gelatin or collagen Um, so it's not chicken breast or you know sirloins or fillets that supply gelatin naturally it's the gelatinous parts of the animals that aren't usually consumed nowadays and so that includes um more so the animal skin bone marrow and tendons now what is it about gelatin so the way that we make gelatin in the house i'll share with you is very simple uh this is probably another one that i need to put a video on but we just use grass-fed collagen, and it's a um, and we use fruit juice, but not the really sugary fruit juice. We use yeah, the ones that are in the glass container. My favorite is it's like a black cherry, so it's not very sweet. It's really dark in color. Uh, my kids used to like that, and if you have kids, you know what that's like, to like something, and now they don't. Now they don't like it. Um, but there is like an orange mango. You really can use any sort of juice. It just can't be pineapple. One of the enzymes in pineapple doesn't allow for the the proper like grasping of the gelatin. But you just pour it in there. The The process itself is about five minutes. I will make a video. Man, you're just going to have to. I'll make a video. I'll make a video this week. And I will make sure that I post it to our um social media page, our Facebook page. So if you haven't liked Greenwood Family Chiropractic, hop on there. But when I tell you that this process is this process, you're going to say, oh my goodness, that's it? Answer, yes, absolutely. Now, um, and then we just put it, I'm not, you could do fancy things like make jigglers and cut them out, but listen, I don't have enough time for that, so I pour it in a thing and I cut, and, cut them into squares. That's what we get. Um, but gelatin is a beneficial aspects for preventing intestinal damage and improving the lining of the digestive tract. Therefore, it helps prevent permeability and leaky gut syndrome. Right? So you think of leaky gut as one of the most important lines of defense because it keeps particles of food, bacteria, and yeast inside of the digestive system where they belong and prevents leaking into the bloodstream, which is a big trigger for inflammation. Uh, gelatin can improve your ability to produce adequate gastric secretions that are needed for proper digestion and nutrient absorption and glycine is one glycine from gelatin is important from restoring a healthy mucosal lining and facilitating the balance of digestive enzyme and stomach acid right so that's just a super easy way that you can add it in Call my jello as an adult i actually really like it my kids mostly like it but the reason why they don't like it is because they're kids so, you know how kids are, right? They have that thing, and then one day they're like, Ew, <laughs> it's real Mom, pop, stop putting jello in my lunch. So, I changed up the flavor, and that day they liked it. So, we'll see what the up and coming has to bring. So, gelatin, getting more gelatin in your diet. Uh, another one is actually a product that we have on our website, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. So you can go to GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com and you will see on the top right, it says store. When you click on store, it'll bring you and in the top right, you can search Max GI. Max GI. So let's talk about Max GI. Max GI is a powerful digestive support formula that has a mixture of probiotics, enzymes, and essential oils. So some of the ingredients when you look at Max GI, Um, it has potassium, potassium salt that is neutralizing glyconic acid with potassium. So when you're talking about glycine, Uh, lysosomes, which is a naturally occurring enzyme that breaks down bacteria cell walls, it's sourced from chicken eggs. It has clove oil, oregano oil, and thyme oil. These are designed to not be uh, 100% degraded in the stomach, but more so reach your small intestines. So when we talk about things like small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, our, our ultimate design is to help naturally kill that, that small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. I've done a lot of functional medicine for testing for individuals, and I can't tell you how many times people say, goodness, I have... Uh no digestive issues. I'm really surprised that I have small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, and it's because I mean you know you eat chicken breasts and it's like well when when was it slaughtered? Where did it come from? What did the temperature of transit look like? So it's not uncommon. another one it's not no this is not a probiotic. It has one strand of probiotic that's naturally found in the gastrointestinal tract bacillus subtilis um it's, it sounds like it's made up um. Bacillus subtilis. That's one of the important ones to again help and manage leaky gut. And then there's an enzymatic blend, which is a blend of enzymes that helps break down macromolecules to into smaller components to help with digestion. So when you're looking at a lot of the um support, um Supplementation with digestive enzymes can improve GI symptoms in patients, um, helps with bloating, flatulence, and abdominal pain. One study showed that thyme essential oil uh, showed antimicrobial effects against clinical multiple drug-resistant strains of staphylococcus, enterococcus, um, pseudomonas. Um, There's another one, liposomes has historically been used in commercial applications to um, preserve foods and control bacterial growth. One study found that lysosomes from egg whites could inactivate E. coli, right? So if you have a lot of bad bugs growing in your gut, then this is one that's, that's huge when we talk about dysbiosis, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. So this is one I would say take for 90 days. It is um, usage. Ha, and this is just taking two capsules per day before meal. So taken best on an empty stomach with water. So 30 minutes before a meal. Um, But it helps break down, helps you absorb nutrients better, eliminates bad bacteria, and allows for repopulation with beneficial organisms. So it's an important one in terms of health, especially because you talk about your, your immune system. And last, but certainly not least, is collagen. So... Collagen for the gut. I use a collagen powder. Um, collagen is made up of some key amino acids, including glycine, proline, and arginine, which are not found in high amounts of typical animal protein sources like chicken and beef, right? Um, which is why the average person is kind of deficient. So, this type of protein accounts for 20 to 30% of all proteins in the human body. Since the main component, since it's the main component of connective tissue, so it helps with structure and function of the body, including lining of your organs and GI tract, plus your bones, joints, ligaments, and tendons. So someone this week actually brought me theirs. And so the first thing that I always look at in any sort of supplementation is, is it third-party tested? Is it GMP or NSF certified? You can typically find that by going to their website. The other thing that's really interesting and that I couldn't find on this protein was that it didn't say that all the types of protein are in there. So um, there are actually 29 different types of collagen found in the body. So this includes types 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, um, and 10, which have different roles such as supporting healthy skin, organ tissue, muscles, arteries. Um, The best type of collagen for gut health includes 1 and 2, which are the far most important and abundant in the body and needed for healthy organ tissue and other connective tissue, as well as type four, which helps uh, form tissue within the digestive system. So this is one of the reasons why we look at collagen. Uh, Generally speaking, collagen peptides dissolve easily in hot or cold water because of the process of hydrolysis. They're broken down and digested more easily in your gut to help with absorption. So, a scoop, I put it in my coffee every morning. Um, But I literally put it in anything I can give the kids. If I make egg banana pancakes, if we do almond flour waffles, if I make them like us, we do special hot chocolate. If I put it in there, anytime I can mix in some collagen, you 100% believe I'm doing it. So, adding in collagen, just make sure that one, like, does it have. I actually was carrying a collagen for a while and it only had two or three of the most common five to six. So I opted to go back and use the protein that we have in the office. It's an ancient nutrition brand that does have all five types. So you can grab that from our office if you like as well. So hopefully this helps, uh, you know, just making those changes. Obviously one thing to make a huge change too is cut out the toxic standard American food, right? Like don't eat crap. (laughs) Because that's one of the main components of what damages the intestinal lining. You can't put crap in your gas tank and think it's going to fuel your car, right? So it's just one where you have to start making those shifts and changes that, you know, you've got to put good quality food in or you're not going to get good quality cells out. It's just a really simple concept. But say you're like, hey, I'm new to this process and I'd like to make that change. You got to stop doing it. But then, too, you have to go through the healing process as well. So hopefully that helps for today. I appreciate your time. Look forward to next week. But always remember that your power is on.